We're going to chat about commercial real estate in the aftermath of the coronavirus on this week's Access Louisville podcast. Office environments are changing quite a bit as a result of the outbreak, and that could affect how things are sold. We promise not to get too spacey about it. Stick around. Thanks for joining us. My name is David Mann, and joining me today is Brooke Timmons. Hi there. And Marty Finley. How's it going? Access Louisville is a weekly podcast from Louisville Business First. Each week, we bring you the latest news and the sharpest opinions on the city we love, Louisville, Kentucky. But before we do that, I'm going to start this show the way I sometimes do, with a quiz for our panel. Guys, are you ready oh, for a quiz? Super. Yeah. <laughs> well, I gotta find the quiz. It is somewhere on my computer, I assure you. <laughs> oh, I'm like filled with anticipation. Like I just went right back to high school. Like pop quiz. What? Yeah, like, pop quizzes. Oh, gross. <laughs> I know. Isn't it the worst? Okay, the Fortune Five. All right, let me start. <laughs> All right. <laughs> The Fortune 500 list released this week, and um, I got a few. Uh, there was some interesting stuff going on there, especially in regards to Kentucky companies. So that's what I'm gonna, that's what I'm going to quiz you on today. And uh, I hope you. Uh, I told you what the quiz was going to be about. And I hope you didn't study too much, so I can actually stump you. But I studied uh, for like right. a minute and a half. Uh, so. Yeah, I knew you. Like I absolutely knew. Like you guys would go check it out. But anyway, <laughs> um. How many Fortune 500 companies are in Kentucky? Oh, oh, how are we doing this? Do I like just, just yell out if you end? know? One. One. And what is it? Humana. All right. Uh, do you know how much revenue it had? 64 billion. <laughs> what? You studied a lot. Okay. Uh, yeah. So the, the list is ranked by. Um, by revenue and uh humana came in uh what what uh where did humana come in on the list brooke oh <laughs> well the one thing you don't know marty <laughs> she studied a minute and a half longer than i did <laughs> so I, i'm gonna guess like 399 or something like this you're way off it was 52 um so humana came in number 52 on the uh, on the list which is based on revenue the number one company on the list was walmart and it had revenue of 523 billion so just to give you a, a sense of how far down that list uh humana was number um, two was amazon <laughs> number two was amazon i was surprised that walmart had way more revenue than amazon they have so guess, many different sectors though like yeah they do yeah but like walmart has Fewer sectors than Amazon, right? So it seems like Amazon no. would be bigger. No, like I think Walmart has more sectors. Oh, okay. Maybe I just didn't I mean, realize. I thought like they were just pharmacy retail. division and stuff like that. Like, yeah, that's mm -hmm. true. Um, they have Jed.com too. Yeah, they also yeah, owned. Um, they bought Modcloth, that online retailer. So like they have a ton of stuff going on. They're big. Yeah. Yeah. That's for sure. Um. That's the understatement of the year. Okay, there used to be two Fortune 500 companies in Kentucky, but one of them just fell off the list. So who fell off the list? I know. Young, Young Brands. Brands. Young Brands. <laughs> Marty. Yes, I had to give one to Marty. 
So, uh, yes. I, I, I let him have it. I throw me a softball there. Uh, let's see. Um, I know where know... they were ranked last year. Do you know where they? All right, where were they ranked last year, and where are they ranked this year? Uh, I know they were ranked this year at five oh five. Okay, and they dropped eleven spots on the list, so that would have ranked them at what four ninety four. It's eight forty-five. That's math. I'm, yeah, I'm a designer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Just carry the algebra, divide it by the remainder. Carry yeah. the one. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> All right. Uh, do you, okay. Do you know how many Fortune one thousand companies there are in Kentucky? Oh, that was on the story that you posted too. Uh, six. Seven. Ah, oh, so close. Marty, it's Carry it's really kind of you. It's kind of you to let Brooke dominate the whole contest. No, I know, right? It's very, very kind. Um, what is the smallest of the Fortune one thousand companies? The Texas Roadhouse. That's the second smallest. Oh, it's in uh, Lexington. Tempur-Pedic. No, Temper Yeah, the, the Temper Sealy is in Lexington, and it is on this list, but, but it's, it's not the smallest. Yeah. Yeah, there was another own. one in Lexington, and I can't remember. Uh, it was at the very um, bottom of the list, too. Mm. Yes. Hinson <laughs> <laughs> being the smallest. Uh, it was Valvoline. Valvoline. I'm glad oh, I was able right. to dump you guys on at least one answer. Okay. Yeah. Uh, how many of the seven companies in the Fortune 1000 that are in Kentucky are in Louisville? Five, three, no, um, four. Four. Humana, Yon, Brown, Foreman, and Texas Roadhouse. And I swear to God, I'm almost done. Uh, <laughs> where is it's Ashland? It's a really long quiz. It is, it is. I told you. Thank you for Professor serious. Man. <laughs> very serious quiz. Okay, where is Ashland Global Holdings based? Ashland, Kentucky. I like would have thought that's so, That's a place, too. right? Yes, yes it is. <laughs> and there's a lot of oil and gas stuff going on there. But... I had a lot going for me at the beginning of this quiz, and now I'm just making myself look dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, it gets harder. as you, It ramps up in difficult. Um, it's in Covington, which oh, I thought was weird. Yeah. A reader had to yeah. correct me on that. I thought it was in Ashland, too. and Because um, I've been through Ashland a couple times. I've seen all the infrastructure there. But uh, I guess their headquarters is in Covington. So. Tricky question. It was a tricky Man. question. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, apparently it, it tricked me too. I had had tip to the uh, person who called me uh called me out on that one and let me know I had it wrong and had to go correct the story, but um but yeah, it was Covington instead of uh instead of Ashland. Also, uh according to Bloomberg, they're actually based in Delaware. But um but I think well, a lot of companies are, are actually companies, based in Delaware. <laughs> a lot of companies incorporate Delaware. They don't actually exist because of Delaware. the tax laws. Yeah, but yeah. they yeah, they so, don't have offices yeah. there. So um but uh according to Fortune, it's based in, in Covington. And since we're talking about the Fortune five hundred, we'll stick with what Fortune said. Um let's see. So that was fun, right? You guys had a great time. Yeah, lots oh, of yeah, fun. Sure. Sure. Cool. monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk more about business. <laughs> anyway, um, Marty just did a story uh, on the real estate outlook locally and nationwide. Uh, Marty, this is your chance to redeem yourself after that uh, poor quiz performance. There. I have no, uh, I have no shame in my game. 
<laughs> um let's see the the marty just said a story on the uh real estate uh, outlook locally and nationwide in the wake of the coronavirus so i guess marty what's the general outlook locally it sounds like things are gonna be a while before they rebound right yeah so this this actually came up from a, a national economic outlook update from cbre of course one of the largest real estate companies in in the country, um, they also have local offices here. So we uh, we looked at their outlook and we talked to their local office. But the gist of that is that you know we're not going to see any significant momentum economically nationwide uh, until the third quarter, which at this point is not that far away. But um, I think that's when things will start ramping up, just because some of the stay at home orders are still in place. Things are right. really staggered coming back online. So um, you know they're thinking that's probably when it'll be things will start kind of uniformly coming back to some extent. Uh, the thing I found most interesting about it was sort of the, the timelines that they were giving, you know, so, you know, uh, the big one being, you know, food and beverage, so restaurants, uh, hotels, retail, uh, stuff of that mm -hmm. nature, the stuff that's really been hit hard by the, uh, the coronavirus. It could take up to 36 months to recover. So you're looking at three years of recovery. It'll be a while before uh, some for people those. are comfortable traveling. Yeah. So, um, and I think, you know, we've heard from the airports, they're expecting it to take several years for everything to fully come back with air travel. So um, so those are going to be hit, hard hit, but then there's others, you know, going from uh, 12 months, uh, I think that was office, um, you know, maybe up to 18 months for multifamily just because the rents are getting deferred right now. Evictions have, are still stayed in, uh, in Kentucky, mm -hmm. and uh, Bashir said he's going to keep that uh, ban on the evictions at least for the next few weeks. He was asked about this that this week so um you know for some people maybe it's it's really bad news um i think it's probably pretty on par just for what we're seeing i mean and the hit on the hotels has been cataclysmic so you know if they mm -hmm. come back in three years at full capacity that's probably a good thing i mean it's going to take a while because their numbers yep. are just you know they've just dissipated because there's just no travel there's no convention business there's no business travel there's no you know, leisure travel to any extent right now. So there's just, there's mm -hmm. just not people going to hotels at the moment. So, but that's the things that really stood out. Those timelines, um, you know, are, uh, was kind of, you know, we were kind of wondering, I think there's a lot of uncertainty, like how, how long would this come, take to come back? But, you know, this is based on CBRE research and looking at the recession yeah. and other factors in the past. And so, yeah, I, th I think it's like decent news that, that they see some rebound in, in the third quarter, but, um, you're right. I mean, when you talk about retail and uh, restaurants, hotels, especially, uh, I do think that'll take some time. Um, I thought the office market stuff was interesting and I teased that in the intro. Um, so what was the state of the office market locally, uh, prior to, um, prior to the outbreak? Was that, you know, it, it kind of had, at least the downtown office market. I know it had its mm -hmm. struggles, right? So, yeah. Um, so, you know, the suburban office market's been fairly healthy. I mean, you've seen some new buildings go up in the, the East End, um, but downtown has it's been struggling, especially with filling big space. Uh, mm -hmm. There's been some downsizings over the years, and uh, that's really kind of changed the outlook. Uh, we did a story last year about how. Um, a lot of the buildings downtown, you know, were had vacancies of the towers, that is, had vacancies of at least um, 30%, uh, some a little bit more than that. So uh, this will be a continued challenge going in. And I've asked a lot of real estate brokers, 
and agents and, and other people in the commercial estate market, you know, you know, what do they expect long-term impact from the coronavirus? You know, we're seeing more people can uh, successfully work from home. Um, most people will tell me that they think that most people will take a hybrid approach to that. So they'll be flexible with remote work, but you know, they mm -hmm. all argue that collaboration is, is really needs that in-person component. Uh, the interesting thing though, is like, what will that office space, what will the footprint look like moving on? You know, my media thought was maybe some people will downsize because they can remote work more easily. That's what mm -hmm. I think. <clears throat> but yeah, there's I think also like, I think like, go ahead. Go on, Bert. Oh, I was just going to say, I just think that like that hybrid kind of work from home, you know, someday, maybe a part, you know, how, however your day is structured, maybe you work like part of your day in the office and part of your day at home is mm -hmm. um, something that, I mean, I would look forward to. Um, yeah, I'd so. really like to see that too. I hope that that happens. But um, but then but there's I other don't companies. Know. There's other office companies that, that've been able to work from remotely, but it's not ideal. And so, um, you know, we actually talked to David Hardy, who's the managing uh, director of the local CBRE office, and he said he wouldn't be surprised. And others have told me this too that if some people actually take more office space, so they can because of the social distancing measures, you're going to need that mm -hmm. to be able to spread out. So he said he wouldn't be surprised if some people actually up to size their offices just so they can space people out. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I hadn't I thought, thought about that. Yeah. That yeah. is an yeah. interesting angle. Like you yeah. wouldn't necessarily decrease your footprint so that you could have more space. Wow. I hadn't thought yeah. about that angle. I've had several people tell me that, that that's at least an option in the future is, um, you know, having that, um, bigger office space just to give you the flexibility with, with social distancing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and this isn't a question that I wrote down, Marty, so I'm just going to try and get you to talk off the top of your head here. But uh, okay. uh, the industrial market here in Louisville, that's all that's been hot for like ever. Yeah. Uh, especially yeah. for the e-commerce and distribution. So um, that, what that, is probably one of the lesser impacted by the coronavirus, yeah. right? That sector. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, what David Hardy told me is it's still pretty healthy. It hasn't it didn't really lose much during the, uh, the the onset of the pandemic and through to today. Mainly because yeah. a lot of the businesses that are act active in there never shut down. Uh, a lot of those yeah, manufacturers yeah. and distributors they are essential operations, they're essential businesses. So, uh, you know, and some of them pivoted to make whatever is needed from PPE to to other kinds of things that people need um, as they've seen maybe a decline in other business. So, you know, they're still fairly healthy. And also uh, Louisville's kind of come known as a, a hub for logistics and distribution mm -hmm. and manufacturing with you know, having GE and Ford here, but also having Worldport. So uh, that's one area and cargo operations to the airport have still been pr fairly strong uh, unlike yeah. the passenger travel side because UPS has been super busy uh, throughout this yeah. uh Pandemic. More people so shopping online. So, yep. So that's one area that that's really been fairly healthy, and I'm not gonna say it's been completely unaffected because that's not true, but it's it's definitely uh, uh, succeeded where some of these other uh, sectors just couldn't because they were shut down. Yeah, and then getting back to offices, one thing I think it was in this report, and I know we our cover story is about it this week, and that's the design of offices. Um, mm -hmm. I, I read in that report that cubicle or high cubicle walls could come back instead of uh, what we have now, which is kind of these uh, these low cubicles that kind of uh, mm -hmm. where everybody can kind of talk to each other and is looking at each other and that sort of thing yep. is that that's kind of coming back. Yeah, um, so yeah go ahead. 
yeah, so David Hardy was talking about that a little bit with CBR. He said, you know, uh, he called it benching, the what they do now, which is, uh, you know, clustering uh, employees at either the low cubicles or they don't have a cubicle at all uh, just yeah. to uh, create that open environment and also, you know, promote collaboration and brainstorming among teams. But he said, you know, that's really going to be scrutinized now because you're not going to want those people that close together. They probably don't want to be that close together anymore. And so he said, mm-hmm. if they if the higher cubicles come back, um, he wouldn't be surprised. The same way with more private offices. You know, that was a big thing years ago. Was a lot of people yeah. had the private offices and, you know, it was kind of off to themselves. And that's why a lot of companies have been trying to get away from uh, for the last several years with their office design. But it would be very interesting to see if some revert back to that kind of old, old style and system after this is starts to wind down. Yeah. So you guys are office workers. We all are. Um, how do you feel about the high cubicle walls thing? Right now in our office, we got low cubicle walls. Everybody's on top of each other. I don't think I'm going to like that when we get back to work. <laughs> but um, but are you guys fans of the high cubicle walls? Do you want private offices? Are you um, are you good with the high, uh, low cubicle walls? Uh, Brooke, I'll start with you since it's uh, since Marty's been going on and on here. <laughs> um, I don't like the high cubicle walls. Um, I feel like if we had to go to, you know, some barriers that it would be nice to see like glass or plexiglass. Yeah. Um, just so that like more light is able, you know, like those high walls can really create a lot of darkness in the office. And um, I just think that if we could do like glass or plexiglass just to keep that light and that fresh, you know, feeling through the office, that would be nice. You know, obviously yeah. safety is of the utmost concern can but like you know i i work in a pretty open area i share a space with uh our photographer and so we have a pretty like i'm in like the corner of the office and we have a pretty distant space you know that we can kind of stretch out but you guys are all kind of on top of each other um right. so i could see why you know you wouldn't want to rush back in and see everybody and hang out in your in your cubicle space <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, I get your point about light, but man, uh, productivity I think suffers from the low walls. Like, well, that's true too. You know, people I, talking a lot to of each people, other constantly. A lot of people have said that, and and I will say this one hundred percent for myself. I've been way more productive at home, and yeah, it's just like, because I don't have anybody to talk to, so I just work. <laughs> Exactly. I just, I get my work done and I'm done at the end of the day. I go make dinner, you know, whatever. And it's, it's, it's nice to be that productive. And I I do miss some of the side conversations and, you know, the chit chat, but I don't miss it on my productivity front. Yeah. Same here. That's true. Yeah. I'm the uh, same way. And now ideally we could all go back and have our own private offices with windows. And that way we have uh, um, light and, uh, privacy but i don't think that's gonna happen i don't think uh don't think that that'll be a thing again uh with the private offices um now working from home we just we just talked about this that was my next question though do you do you think that'll be kind of a common thing i liked your idea broke about you know we work from home you part of the time then we come in part of I would love a fluid kind of thing. Like I'm not opposed to going back into the office. I really have enjoyed my work from home setup, you know, just like walking downstairs, making a cup of coffee and getting to work is um, really nice, Mm -hmm. but I wouldn't be opposed to a, you know, on Tuesdays and Wednesdays or something like that. I'm in the office or, you know, we have a big meeting or I don't know. I don't know what meetings look like (laughs) in the, you know, in the future, but coming in and, and um, being in the office and being part of the team, um, 
a couple days a week, I think would be fine, but, or maybe I work from home in the mornings or something like that. But yeah, this is, I, I would not be opposed to a hybrid situation, a very flexible yeah, situation. Uh, I think that would be, I, that would be good. I was part of the pandemic. I was already doing a, a hybrid schedule because I worked from home in the mornings and the evenings mm-hmm. um, because of my uh, childcare situation. So uh, that was working fairly well for me, uh, better than I thought it would before the pandemic yet. So I think I would be open to that as well, since I was already doing it to some extent. I have a friend yeah. who works for a large company here in town, and he has that that flexible schedule, like works from home on, or before all of this, he's now 100% home. But, you know, Mondays and Wednesdays and Fridays, he worked from home and it was great. He was in the office Tuesday, Thursday. So, hmm um, I, I even like to see us do like a co-working thing where we just come in. Uh, I think I mentioned this before, come in every once in a while. You know, if we all need to be there for some reason, uh, somebody's birthday or something, we can do that. And, and then for the most part, it's just come in as you, as needed. If, and then otherwise you can stay home and work. I think that would be yeah, sweet. I, I love that idea too. And can I say and, that I think that our meetings uh, are way more efficient on video call. I think everyone is m- more aware that we, you are taking up other people's time when you're in your video call and everyone's just as, you know, down yeah. to business. And then, I mean, we have like the fun chit chat every now and then, but it's down to business and then we're off the call and it is so mm-hmm. efficient. Yeah. And one thing I think it's funny is you can always like look around the the video call and tell who's just moved on and started working on stuff because their eyes are going back and forth. Cause... <laughs> so, <laughs> so, <true. laughs> so it's like if I'm talking and I look at the screen and like three people are reading, I'm like, ah, I'm just going to shut up now. So. <laughs> so uh all right well that uh yeah i think that was uh good good points there all around anybody else or did anybody have anything else to add on uh, on the work at home situation um no i mean i just i think that it's going to be something that we're seeing a lot more of and um i have another friend that i was on a zoom call with last night we had like a friend's you know game night and she works for a large national finance company and out of state. And she said that their boss said that there's a lot of positions that will were once considered 100% mandatory in office that are going to go to work from home probably from now on. So mm-hmm. I think a lot of companies are going to be readjusting their policies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, uh, that's maybe one silver lining that came out of all this is like, we all learned how to work at home. <laughs> that and to go alcohol. Yes. Yes. <laughs> to go alcohol. Uh, thank God for that. Um, yeah. let's see, uh, switch gears a little bit here. Um, uh, been a pretty fast and furious amount of news on reopening the economy as, uh, you know, uh, from the coronavirus, both in Kentucky and in Indi- in Indiana, boy, that's hard to say. Uh, Marty's been following that news pretty closely. So today is Friday, May twenty second, and restaurants open today. Um, and I think they're going at thirty three percent capacity. Uh, but they yeah. can have uh, they can be bigger outside as long as they have the space between the tables, six feet between the tables, and only ten people at a table, uh-huh. and everybody. And no mixing households, so like you can only go out with your family. You can't go out with with friends, whatever. Yeah. Uh, so that's the rule on restaurants. What else is on the horizon, Marty? 
Yeah, I saw that open today was, uh, you know, gatherings of 10 people or less. Um, yes. So that's something <laughs> people can start doing now that we're heading into Memorial Day. And also mm-hmm. the travel ban that uh, Sure put in place, it was struck down by the courts, put a new one in place. He lifted that as of today. So if I've actually not been to Indiana or into Kentucky. I live in Indiana. So I've been to Kentucky in like a month. Uh, so I oh, think wow. I'm going to go over, I think I'm going to go over to Louisville on Saturday to do a few things, just, you know, mostly curbside stuff. But, uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. so that travel ban is lifted as of today. From there, we go to May 25th. There's going to be quite a few things open, barbershops, uh, massage therapy, tanning salons, tattoo parlors. Uh, so those kind of personal services uh, will be opening. I think that's by appointment only. So uh, you can't just walk in off the streets. You'll have to call your barber or whatever and get an appointment. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, June 1st, things really start ramping up. You've got anything from auto and dirt track racing, uh, aquatic centers, Thank bowling God. alleys, movie, movie theaters, <laughs> fitness centers. So a lot of this stuff is going to get coming back in a limited capacity as of June. <laughs> and then uh, this was just announced this week, June 8th, uh, a lot of the bigger type of facilities will open. And that includes aquariums, distilleries, libraries, and some limited outdoor attractions. We don't know what that tells yet like i'm we're trying to find out if the little zoo could open under that at uh, june 8th so uh no word yeah. on that yet and then also um uh, there's gonna be museums reopening and then as of yesterday they announced that some child care will return on june 8th but it's only the really small in-home daycares so it won't be the larger license daycares mm-hmm. and those will actually were those actually come back on june 15th uh along with some outdoor youth sports I, we don't know yet how much how what the capacity will be with for youth sports but that's still on the list. And then yesterday also came out, uh, we thought bars without food and then gatherings of 50 or more would be back in early July, but they've actually bumped that to June 29th. That was surprising. So, Did he give any justification yeah. oh, for doing that? they got bumped up. All right. They got, they got bumped, bumped up. up yeah. <laughs> um, mainly all he said was that the data, the data is trending a little better than they thought it would at this point. Uh, we're still plateaued. Yeah, yeah. We, we've not really decreased cases, but we're plateaued. So yeah, um, Bashir says he's like the ramp up in testing. So, and the, and a, an interesting thing that came out this <laughs> week, Indiana had been pretty far ahead of uh, Kentucky in testing uh, for, yeah. for weeks. And now uh, I saw that Kentucky's overtaken Indiana in percentage of population tested. So, well, yeah, because well, Andy was just like Oprah and was like, and you can have a test and yeah. you can have a test. Exactly. And it, like, and it went up. Everybody can get tested fast. now. <laughs> Yeah, and they've got all kinds of those testing centers all over the state now, and pretty much every, or several of the counties. So yeah, uh, but so, yeah, we're, so uh, basically we have guidance to the end of June. Uh, I know a lot of people are talking about swimming pools if they'll be back. Um, this year said he's still trying to figure out how to do that. He also said that he's working on a plan for Kentucky Kingdom to reopen, but he said he doesn't want uh, Kentucky to be the first theme park to open. Or reopen, so uh, I know they're still yeah. working on that as well. Maybe we follow Disney World on that one. Like, <laughs> well, I think he said you really want to follow looking... Florida. Come on, <laughs> well... I think I think they. Uh, he said he's one of the benchmarks is Dollywood. So yeah, he did mention Dollywood specifically. So if it's okay with Dolly, they... pardon. It's okay. I was like, with if, me. It's, if it's okay with Dolly, yeah. <laughs> Dolly for president. Um, fun <laughs> website to check out uh covid exit strategy.org um hopefully it's not uh total bs but uh there's a uh they have all the the measures of uh what mm-hmm. is um of testing uh, you know what's the case count doing 
what's the testing availability, what's the ICU availability, and they have it for every state, and they color-coded mm -hmm. it. Um, red means don't open. Yellow means they're moving towards opening, and green means you can open. Uh, and right now, there's only one green state, and it's New Mexico. Um, and, uh, and Kentucky is yellow like many other states. Uh, but interesting data point from this website. Uh, it looks like there's a 24% decrease in the 14-day trend on the number of cases. So that's good news, uh, you know, to see that that kind of decrease, especially considering the ramp up in testing. Um, so anyway, uh, interesting website to check out. There's a lot of cool websites out there. You know, I'm, I wouldn't, I, I, you know, I, I would suggest that you know, just kind of read those and kind of take them, you know, be, you know consider form the information. Opinions, yeah. yeah, form your own opinion, but there's a lot of good data-driven websites out there around COVID-19. I like that one. I like oh. the University of Washington's uh, website worth, worth checking out as well. What were you going to say, Mark? I was going to recommend the Health at Work website uh, that Shear's office put together that has all the listings yeah. and kind of a calendar form, and you can, those that are uh, marked blue, you can actually click on those and read all the guidelines uh, for those. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So that way you can oh, track what opens helpful. when. Okay. Like yesterday, they, they put out guidance for childcare. So if you click childcare, there's eight pages of guidance. You can kind of look through to see what, you know, all the uh, restrictions. So it's been very helpful for us to have those documents. See, they uh, said I children just... didn't come with instructions. Now they do. There you go. <laughs> that was a dumb joke too. Oh, that was the second dad joke of the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a dad, by the way. I just make bad jokes. <laughs> uh, anyway, let's see here. Uh, any Memorial Day uh, gathering plans for you guys over the weekend? Uh, we can get together starting today with ten people or less. So that's that's a pretty big step. So any anybody? Doing it is that? a big step. Um, I don't have plans yet, but it's it's early. It's Friday, so um, <laughs> yeah. A lot of times I'll go into the weekend with like no plans and then all of a sudden, you know, your phone lights up with all these people. So, um, I, you know, I don't know. I don't have any plans yet, but that doesn't mean that I won't have some. Yeah, so I'm not check doing like next a time. memorial. <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing a Memorial Day barbecue or anything this year. Um, but, uh, you know, it's it's cool that it can happen again. You know, I remember when yeah. Easter rolled around last month, I was texting my family and I was just like, so guess we're not doing Easter this year. And we all yeah. go, nope, we're not I'll doing Easter this year. I'll mail you some ham. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, uh, you know, I have done some some cool kind of hangouts to see my friends in person. Um, one week, I guess Derby Day, we met at Tom Sawyer Park in the parking lot. And we're all like, we all kind of like backed our cars in and sat, you know, like I don't know, six 10 to 15 apart. feet apart, way oh, more okay. than six feet apart. Yeah. Um, and we all brought our own food and just enjoyed the evening and chit chatted and whatever. Um, and then more recently we met in the feast parking lot downtown and we all ordered food from feast. And then like, they have a nice little drive up, you know, scenario, drove up, picked up our food, circled around to the parking lot and sat, you know, 15 feet apart and enjoyed our dinner together. So um that was kind of you fun said so maybe other I'll... people started doing it too right like yeah we noticed that like as people saw us sitting there that other people started doing it in the parking lot and you know <laughs> as long as you're as you're being safe and following the guidelines you know why not mm -hmm. but it was it was nice to see my people so yeah, um, other no, people sure. should try that all right well um i think i'll wrap the show up there uh let's see here before we go we'll uh let you guys share 
your social media handles and where people can find you on social media. Marty, I'll start with you. Uh, yeah, the best way to find me is at Marty on Twitter. So I share stories and sometimes get news tips there. And then I'm also on LinkedIn under my name. So uh, those are the best two ways to get me. All right. Uh, Brooke. So you can find me on uh, Twitter at, at BFLubrook. I'm not super active there, but you can find me. And um, <laughs> I'm on Instagram at, at BTimmons26. Um, that's where I'm super active. Uh, post a lot of fun food stuff and stuff from around my house. Um, and I also want to give a super uh, fun plug for our at home uh, publication that came out today. Um, so check that out. Uh, I had to throw that together from my home. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> it was kind of difficult there. Uh, it was an uphill challenge to figure out how to put content together with, um, without being able to go into your alt homes and photograph. So, um, <laughs> We did get a really uh, cool Q&A with some home organizers from the Home Sanctuary, and uh, I did a column about how I threw my office together in three hours uh, on a budget of $300. So um, check that out. It was a, it was fun to put that together, uh, albeit a little bit challenging. So Yeah. All right. And um, you can find me at uh, BF Lou David on Twitter. And Did you forget your handle? <laughs> a little bit, a little bit there. I, I was, uh, I was like, BF who? Uh, <laughs> anyway. BF Lou David. Um, and, uh, and then you can find me on Instagram at dman3001. Um, and let's see here. I forgot how to do the rest of the outro. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If you like what you hear, you can consider subscribing or following Access Louisville on popular podcast services such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Radio Public. Uh, reviews are welcome, too. We love those. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Brooke and Marty, and thank you guys for listening at home. 